Welcome to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast, where every week we bring you an interview from someone who loves these horses, from historians and breeders to insiders and professionals, all brought to you by those who love the Arabian horse. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Costa with the We Love Arabian Horses podcast, and today we're thrilled to have Joe Alberti with us from Ocala, Florida. Joe, hello. Hey, Paul. How are you? Well, we're doing great. Joe, you are with Chestnut Hill Arabians based in Ocala, Florida, and I know you've had a stunning career in halter and showing performance and amateurs and kids, and I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. Absolutely. More than happy to. We are going to focus today a little bit more on clubs and, and chamber of commerce and some organizations that you can do to help promote your horses. You've done an outstanding job with promotion and building promotion, not only for your farm in your area, but also with for your club, that is the club that you're the president of, the Ocala Arabian Horse Club. But let's start first with a little bit about your background. How did you first find the Arabian? That's the question we'd like to have everyone share a little bit of detail. So uh, I was raised with horses. My dad always had horses. We grew up in the Bronx and uh, had property in Pennsylvania. My dad always loved horses. Uh, we started with quarter horses and then uh, had some neighbors who also wanted to get horses and uh, in helping them find some horses, we kind of stumbled upon our first Arabian um, who happened to be a registered Arabian. And uh, when we got him, he was just so much more intelligent and so much more personable and I was probably 10 years old and really fell in love with him. And, and that's what really started um, my love for horses, but specifically for Arabian horses, just because I had been around horses for so long. Um, but he really kind of drew me in and, and just, you know, learned how to open his stall door and just, just was just so much more personable. And so that was, that was really the beginning, the beginning of the end, if you want, um, of, of my, my infatuation with Arabian horses. And so did you um, show then as a kid or an amateur? How did you do that until you went and gave, became a professional? So I, I had that horse and started going to the library and getting books on Arabian horses. And, and my parents were thrilled that I was reading. And, and so they were all wanting to, you know, just encourage that. And so then um, as chance would have it, we stumbled upon a local Arabian farm named Lowland Arabians owned by Linda Robinson and Lois Butts. Uh, and we wound up purchasing our first, I'm using air quotes, show horse um, through them, um, which was a horse that they bred by their stallion, uh, who was named Descalo, who was an Aladdin son out of National Champion Heritage Desiree. And uh, he was a late yearling, and so he was too young to be broke. And so they started kind of telling me about Halter, and, and I really fell in love with, with just the whole mystique and all of the drama and all of everything that went along with the Halter horses. Uh, and so started showing him in halter. And back then, we're, we're, we're in the early 90s here, uh, you know, junior to handle was not a thing. And, and amateur to handle was just starting to become a thing for halter. So primarily, I showed in open classes and, and kind of, you know, kind of learned my way through it. That's fantastic. And where did you first open up your professional training facility? So the name of the farm is Chestnut Hill Arabians, um, and so the farm was originally Chestnut Hill Horse Farms because it originated in the Chestnut Hill Township of Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. And so once we started doing Arabians, or I started doing Arabians, we just kind of switched the name to Chestnut Hill Arabians um, in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. Got it. And then at some point you moved to Ocala, or did you stop anywhere else in the meantime? 
so uh, I, I had a training facility there. We had 40 horses and, and, and quite a large operation and was there for many years. And then um, in around uh, 2010, uh, I moved, December of 2010, I moved to uh, Orange Lake, Florida and worked at Rahara Arabians um, with John R. and, and Katie and, and Roxanne Hart and Carl uh, and worked there for five years and then decided I wanted to do my own thing again. And so we moved the operation to Ocala uh, and basically just reopened at Chestnut Hill Arabians here in Ocala, Florida. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I've been to Ocala many times now, and I love it, and I, I know that it's a vibrant um, area, and especially now with WEC being added there, that really has changed the landscape there in that community for horse promotion and Arabian horse promotion in particular. So, Joe, one thing that I, I really like about what you're doing is you're the president of the Ocala Arabian Horse Club, and you're running your farm there, but you've really gotten passionate about building promotion and promotional programs, both for the club and your membership there in that area, but also then for your own farm to benefit. Um, one, you're president of the club. Why don't you talk a little bit about some of the activities that you have pr um, practiced or helped put in place there with the Ocala Raving Horse Club for the promotional activities? So one of the things that we've done, one of the first things that we've done when, when WEC first opened up and was, you know, still brand new and in its infancy, they were looking for different activities and things like that. And so we were the first group on um, the Ocala Club and, and the farm to bring Arabian horses um, to WEC. And we did a whole demonstration. Uh, you know, we brought a little bit of everything. We brought some, you know, some babies, some halter horses, some hunters, some English horses. Um, and they had a microphone for me and, and we, I spoke and, and we did, you know, we did two different uh, timed events um, where we presented the horses and I kind of talked about them. And then we let all of the people come back to the stalls and feed carrots and, you know, talk to us more. And, and that was really very well received. I mean, we had, we had hundreds of people that were there that then came back to the stalls and were able to, to kind of meet the horses and, you know, just ask some, some questions and things like that. Um, the other thing that we've done with the club specifically is the um, Ocala Arabian Horse Association puts on a horse show every year. Um, and so in 2023, um, when I became president, we, we took that, that horse show and we changed the dates. Um, it used to be in March. We moved it to the first weekend in April. So it would be a full month after Scottsdale and a full month before Region 12. Um, and we were able to secure those dates with the new WEC facility. Um, and so we put on a horse show there. Um, this last year, we're, we're, we're two years into it now. Um, we've added a day. We had a three-day horse show this year. I think we wound up with over 250 horses. Um, wow. So that was really great and has been great for the club just to help it, obviously, from a financial standpoint. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we try and do some presentations at the farm, and, and, and we've talked to some different people about, you know, having club meetings in different areas. Unfortunately, that's been a little bit difficult, and so we do most of our, of our meetings through Zoom. Um, everybody's busy. Everybody's got a life, and, and the people that want to be dedicated and help, you know, are on those Zoom calls. And so that's, that's pretty much, I mean, the, the horse show is really a big focus of the club. Um, it's, it's, you know, as we all know, it's a, and if you don't know, it's a huge undertaking to put on a class A horse show, especially a three day show with sport horse and a full dressage gamut of classes. Um, so there's a lot that goes in, in, into that. And we have a horse show committee, um, that's quite involved and, and meets very regularly. Um, and we're just, you know, trying to make that horse show grow and, and really trying to turn it into an event versus just another horse show. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's kind of a, People don't really pay attention all the time to the fact that there's you are the club president, but you also have your own farm, and there's 
kind of a gray area between it's, – it's kind of all the same, right? So you're creating activity, whether you're creating them for your own business or you're creating them for the club, whether you're a member of the club or the president. You know, there's a gray area, and that does help drive business for the individuals that are in those areas as well in terms of lesson programs or other offerings that are, um, you know, in the community. I think that's really helpful. Well, and also with our farm in, in, in Compass with Chestnut Hill Arabians, we also have um, Ocala Stirrups, and that is our, our lesson program. Um, and so Stephanie Simonson heads that, heads that up, and we have quite a few lessons um, here at the farm. And then what's really nice is at our show, at the Ocala show, and at the um, holiday show in November, um, both of those shows offer academy classes. And so those are classes for children who, or, or not children, for, for new beginners, I should say, who don't own their own horses. The horses that show in those classes do not have to be registered Arabian or half Arabian. They do not have to be in show clothes. And so it's a great segue for, for new people to kind of get a taste of what the horse show world is like without all of the expense and, of owning a horse and having to buy the saddle and the clothes and all of that. And so, you know, we do a super reduced fee. The shows do a reduced fee for those horses. And so that's been a really great thing. And, and we've kind of used the Ocala Stirrups program um, also kind of as our, our main outreach program. And so in the, in the local community, Ocala Stirrups is, is what's really known as, as the outreach program. Right. That's fantastic. And I've forgotten about your, you know, Stirrups program. That's a fantastic program. It's, it's really been great. And we've, we, you know, we have some people who have come for lessons and have turned into show people. We have other people who just love coming for their lessons. We've met so many wonderful people in the community who, you know, who have then introduced us to other people and, 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 and really just, you know, made this kind of a community event and, and, and really um, explained to people about, you know, about the Arabian horse and, and, and also disproved some of the misconceptions about them. No, I get it. And I think that those are, fantastic ways to clear those obstacles you know putting someone in the ability to touch the arabian is really what gives them that first exposure and not all arabians are fiery stallions that stand up and rare you know they're they're nice beautiful lovely horses that take care of adults or kids um at whatever level you're at yes and that's one of the things that that we try and do in all of our presentations um you know i'm we we want to show them what the Arabian is is, is supposed to look like and, and what we want them to do. And I always try and explain to people that this is this is what we want. We want them to flag their tails and we want them to be exuberant. Um, and then typically what we do is I come out on one of those same horses, which just happens to be a stallion, and I come out, you know, back on him bareback with a halter and lead rope and show them, you know, just that how different these horses can be and how they really understand the difference between, okay, this is the time to be fiery and this is the time not to. Um, and then we have them all come in the arena and feed carrots and get to pet them. And, and that is just when, I mean, the, 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 their faces just light up and the kids and the parents. And it's, it's really just a, it's just an amazing experience to just witness all of that. It really is. And how these horses just, they just know, I, I mean, you just have to experience it to really know it, but they just know that, you know, okay, this is a kid and, and this is a time to be calm and, and, and be patient and let them pet me and, and eat their carrot. And it's, it's just a great experience. I tell you, I saw another one. It was not you. It was another farm, and it was a stallion they brought out that reared up and was all excited, and they did that for the purpose of, within control, of course, for then having that same stallion be there literally 10 minutes later with the little kid and its head right down by their face and petting it. It was really an emotional experience. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what I, you know, I, I always try and go through with everybody and give them a little history about the Arabian horse and how it's the only pure breed and, 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 and how they were, you know, bred by the Bedouins and how they were in the tents and they were the watchdogs and just to give them a little bit of history so they, they want to understand why it's such an important breed and, and that being the only pure breed and why it's so important to preserve it, but also to explain to them why they are the way they are and that if, if they weren't that way, you know, and, 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 and they wouldn't have been alerting the Bedouins to, you know, to, to oncoming people or things like that. And I think that's really the most important thing is once people have a little bit more understanding of, of the background and then they see them in person and they see how they can go from this, you know, this beautiful exuberant stallion trotting around, snorting, blowing with its tail up, and then come in 15 minutes later, you know, bareback with a halter and lead rope and, and have kids feed, 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 feed a carrot. Um, I think that really, it, you know, if they come in with any preconceived notions about Arabian horses, this really disproves that for sure. No, it's a great example, and I like the way that I've seen that demo now once in person and what you're describing, and I think the more we can do those kind of things where it just shows those horses in those nice, gentle situations, it makes it not so daunting for someone who's new who wouldn't understand the other aspects quite yet. Um, Joe, let's switch to the chamber topic. I know you do a lot of work with the Chamber of Commerce there in Ocala, and you're in one of the communities in the United States, at least, that has a person devoted to the equestrian world there within the chamber, and that's unusual to have, and it's kind of good news, and it's bad news. They have someone there because there's so much equine and equestrian activity, but that also means there's other competition for getting exposure to their horses, too. So tell us a little bit about the chamber and what you've been doing to help bolster those relationships. So, yeah, Ocala has an equine um, division of their Chamber of Commerce, which is headed up by Louisa Barton, uh, who's just an amazing, extraordinary person. And um, through meeting her, you know, she has a, a, a talk show um, that's, that's, you know, an Internet talk show, and we've been on that several times, and good friends of mine have co-hosted that with her. Um, and what she really tries to do is she really tries to put the equine community together, um, and, and so, you know, if you're maybe a, a, um, a feed rep or a dentist or a vet or you sell trucks, you know, a lot of these people, you know, deal, deal side, you know, on the sidebar in the equine community, but they don't really know a lot about horses. Um, and a lot of them want to know more about just horses in general because they feel like they can better serve a lot of their clientele. Um, so, Louise has been really great at having tons of business leaders and owners come, come to the farm and have, you know, we've had many presentations at the farm where, again, I can kind of give them some information, of course, about the Arabian horse, but just about horses in general so that they feel that they can do their job better. It also has um, let, you know, where somebody like myself, you know, I deal with Arabian horses, and so, you know, I know all the Arabian people, but there's tons of equine people in Ocala and abroad that I don't know. And right. so it's really helped pull all of that together um, where, you know, I've met some people in the jumping world and in the dressage world. And, and so, it, you know, the more people that you know and when you've made that connection through somebody and through a mutual friend, um, it just really helps kind of put that friendship together and put that bond together um, because at the end of the day, you know, we all kind of need each other. It's not about the Arabian horse or the, the quarter horse or the Appaloosa or the jumper or whatever. It's the equine community and the equine community in Ocala is very strong being the the you know horse capital of the United States. And so we want to keep that um, and we want to keep our farms and we want to make sure that our equine development is strong and that, you know, we aren't pushed out of Ocala because of the, of the, you know, of the growth that's happening here. Um, and so Luis has been great at kind of putting all of that together and keeping us together. Um, and 
I happen to be one of the only people in the chamber right now currently that does Arabian horses. And so, again, there was a lot of misconceptions from a lot of people, a lot of other breeds. Um, and so, you know, after Louisa came to the farm two years ago at Region 12, um, before the show started, we did like a, they did like a little barn tour, farm tour, where um, for the two days before the show, we all of us local Ocala farms did a little presentation. And Louisa happened to come to that. Um, and really thought it was great and, and, and thought we did a great job. And so that's that's kind of how it all started. Um, and it's been great. It, it's, it's really um, expanded my knowledge of the horse community and just of different people in the community that you can call on for different things. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you know, having that community organizer is, is an, an, an unusual extra benefit in Ocala. But if you're not in Ocala, I've worked with Chamber of Commerces with some of the other farms around the country where they're literally going to them, and because they're bringing people into their community, they can qualify for some dollars from their tourism or their economic development um, funding and actually apply for dollars to be helpful in terms of paying for programs that they're putting in place that bring people to the community. Yeah, it's been like I said, it's it's been a wonderful a wonderful experience, and you know I didn't I had no idea that this was even really a thing. Um, it was Josh Shildreth who kind of reached out to me when we were when we were doing all of this, and he said, you know, have you spoken to your local chamber? And I was like, no, I I haven't. And so he actually got in touch with the chamber, who then put him in touch with Louisa, who then you know that's kind of how the chain of command kind of went. Uh, and it really worked out worked out super, and that was really what how Ocala Serbs came to be because as we were doing more outreach things and having more people at the farm and different things like that and seeing that a lesson program was needed, believe it or not, even though there's so many farms in this area, there's not a whole lot of people who do a beginner-type lesson situation. You know, anybody who's a trainer, whether you're a dressage trainer or a jumping trainer, you have your people, your clients that you give lessons to, as we all do as a professional, and, and that's great. Um, but it's really important to let the new people come in because they, a lot of these new people have just no, they, they just have no idea where to go, um, what to do, what what the expenses are, and a lot of them think, oh, an Arabian horse. They either think one, it's it's not for a child, or it's just so expensive that there's just no way that, that the normal person could possibly do it. So those are also some of the things that we've tried to disprove and, and explain to them that Arabian horses are just like every other horse. You know, that you can buy them for for a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, and and yes, they are. Are great for kids and great for moms and families and so on and so forth. Well, no, that's fantastic, and I think that's really a great point. You know, I think a lot of times the, these newcomer events that I see, sometimes still they're they're still a little too high level that we really need to bring it down to this is a horse and here's a carrot and this is how it's built and let me give you a little overview of confirmation and the history. Right, the the newcomer event is a really different type of dialogue, I think, than than those that have some exposure to horses already. I mean, I remember when we first started, I mean, you don't really even know what a lead is, right? So you're really right. learning everything from the beginning. And, and that's the thing is, I think when you start, whether, you know, I always say to people, whether these lesson people or even some of these outreach programs and demonstrations that we do, whether those people wind up buying horses, taking lessons, going to horse shows, if you introduce them to the Arabian horse and that was their first introduction to horses, at some point, whether down the road or their child or their grandchild, their niece, their nephew, when, when one of those people decide that they want to get into horses, the Arabian horse is going to be on the forefront of their mind because that was their first introduction to horses. And so 
you know, and I'm a firm believer that once you meet an Arabian horse, you're going to fall in love with it and you're never going to want to go anyplace else. So that's why I think that's so important. And so we try with the lesson program that they all take lessons on Arabian or half Arabians. Um, and so that that's what they're learning on and that's what they're understanding as being there, you know, because everybody falls in love with their first lesson horse, of course. And so when your first lesson horse is an Arabian, um, which actually my very first lesson horse before we even had Arabian horses happened to be a half Arabian, which we didn't really know at the time, but just kind of one of those funny things. Uh, and so I think that that outreach is really important to to let people touch them and feel them and understand them and keep it from a financial standpoint, keep it financially feasible um, and keep it dumbed down enough that people are not overwhelmed and they're not like, oh, this, you know, this is this is too much for me. Um, right. You know, we we keep it real real simple, and they come for their lessons. We do lessons usually after four o'clock during the week, and then on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and they come and they see us train horses and ride horses, and sometimes they see us give lessons, you know, to the people that are showing and getting ready for shows. Um, and so they they really get a good broad spectrum of what the whole what the whole industry is like. No, I think that's great. And again, just that real beginner touch point, you know, we, we kind of say, let's let our job be to get the people in front of the horse and let the horse's job be to sell itself. The, the horse is p- fully capable of being um, a, a very um, engaging um, entity and people love the horse. So our job is to get the people there. Correct. And that's, and that's a big part. You know, we've, we've said for years that we, we advertise to each other. And so, um, you know, being able to advertise our horse to the general public and, you know, two years ago we did a Meet the Arabian and we did a big event. We, we advertised it everywhere. We had food. We, you know, we did the whole thing. And one of the things that I was realizing is um, it was really difficult just because my entire world, my, my Facebook news feed, everything that I'm encompassing in all has to do with Arabian horses and Arabian horse people. And so when I was trying to say, okay, now how can I reach, how can I reach the layperson? How can I reach, you know, my neighbors that are three blocks down the road? You know, that's that's a harder thing, and that's where the chamber really came in, um, and really was able to kind of help us reach some of those people and 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 get to get my name and and the farm name and the Asterps name um, into them. We've also done some stuff with the schools. Um, with these folder projects where we've done flyers and we've put them in their folders at schools so that they also know that we're here and available. Um, and the schools have been great. We've we've also been in talks about having maybe some field trips happen here. Um, and we've also had some college courses that we've taught here. We've done a, a hands-on 101 and a breeding 101 um, where one of the teachers who happens to be a lady that we met because she takes lessons here um, brought her class here and we did a whole um, horse handling, how to put the halter on, all of that kind of stuff for these college students that want to go on to whether they want to be trainers, they want to be vets, they want to be farriers, dentists, sure. feed reps, whatever the case may be. Well, that's fantastic. You know, segwaying just a little bit, I've seen on Facebook not too long ago, you had an event that you hosted that was for one of the local area garden clubs. Tell us a little bit about that and how that came about. I thought it was genius. Like we need to be a little smarter about who we invite, and there's clubs and different groups out there. The Garden Club would never necessarily cross my mind. I kind of forgotten about them, but what a great way to get connected. Was it work? Did it work well for you? 
It, it did, and actually, I, I would love to take credit for it, but I, I always give credit where credit is due. So I have a client of mine who has a horse with me, and she's part of the Garden Club, and she had asked me months earlier, you know, if we would do one of our presentations for them, and I said, absolutely, that would be great. Uh, so we picked a date, and she had them all come out, and we did one of our typical presentations, and, and they absolutely, absolutely loved it. And, you know, what you have to remember is, you know, we are in Ocala and we are in Florida and it's a great place to retire. And so our general population is about 55 and over. Um, and so, you know, we have on top of the world, which is another 55 and over community, which is like five miles up the road from us. And so we've done some stuff for them as well, where these people have contacted me. They're, they're like event coordinators have contacted me, um, again, because of our name through the chamber and have said, Hey, could we said, you know, could we schedule something to have a group come out and you guys do whatever it is you do? Um, because these people are looking for things to do. And, and again, it's, it's not about the immediate return. It's not that you're going to do this event and you're going to have five people lined up to take lessons or five people lined up to buy horses. That's it, number one, it's not the intent, um, and it's just not how it works. And, and what I always try and explain to people is you just don't know where these returns are going to come from. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if there is a return or if there isn't. This is our job. You know, these Arabian horses have afforded us the opportunity to, to travel the world and, and make a wonderful living and, and do what we're passionate about. And so it's our job to, to make sure that that continues and to and to continue telling people about the Arabian horse. So it's a little bit about giving back. Um, and that's what I try and explain to people is, is not to look at like, okay, well, we're going to do all this, but what are we going to get? You know, are these people going to buy horses? Are they going to go to horse shows? Are they going to, no, probably not. Um, but they're going to have a wonderful day that they're going to tell their whole family about and their children about and their grandchildren about. And so again, you don't know where that return is ever going to come. Well, it's not a direct, you know, like we have an ad for a bottle of shampoo and then we can actually see, how many bottles of shampoo got sold. It, it's not quite the same, and I think you're right about the investing in the future. It's causing outreach, and outreach is being caused and touching the Arabian, but it could be a friend of a friend or their mother or somebody else that they tell about it that actually ends up being the customer, in fact, and you never really know, but all of it is so productive. It's so helpful. Absolutely, and, it, and, it's, and it's very, very, very much needed. You know, our, our community is a, is a small community in the Arabian Horses, um, it's a little, you know, it's getting a little bit smaller. And so I think if everybody just, you know, puts a little bit of effort to try and do a little bit more outreach, you know, we have to have it. We have to have some new blood in this, in this industry. It's very, very important. Well, one thing, Joe, before we close, you had talked to me a little bit about some groups other than the Garden Club. I know you've mentioned having the college class out, but what were some other examples of kind of unique, different um, groups that you've hosted at your farm or been involved with? So, yeah, the local colleges, I mean, there were colleges from all over the United States that came to Florida, um, all who were, in, who were, you know, enrolled in equine programs. And so they kind of came to Florida, came to Ocala to do, you know, go to a bunch of different farms. And so we, we kind of kicked that off for them and had about 2,000 students here. And, again, you know, did our presentation, showed them the horses. Um, we've also had, um, you know, we've had a bunch of business leaders from Ocala, again, you know, food rep presidents, um, you know, we've, we've done some commercials here locally for the local Cadillac dealership where they did a, you know, they had a horse trailer and they wanted to load a horse. And so, of course, we used an Arabian. Um, we've done we've done a commercial for our local for OBS, the Ocala Breeder Society. 
um, to, to, again, have an Arabian horse in their commercial, uh, along with, you know, all of their other clients, the jumpers in the area and the dressage horses and so on and so forth. And I think it's just important to keep that Arabian in the forefront. You know, we, we were such a popular breed and we were in all of the movies and, you know, the Black Stallion and obviously my friend Flicka and all of those things were Arabian horses, as we know. And so I think it's important to kind of keep that going. Um, and so anytime anybody comes to me with a group that they want to bring here, as long as we can accommodate it, you know, in a, in a, in a, and make the schedule work, um, we always try and do it because we always get super positive feedback. People are always really um, entertained by it. And, um, and it's, it's great for us. It's great for the farm. It's great for the horses. Um, it, it, really, it really kind of brings it full circle. No, that's fantastic. Well, Joe, you've been fantastic today. I really appreciate all this great advice and experience you're sharing. You know, we've got a lot of folks that run clubs that are listening to our podcast We've got club people that are running farms, and they're looking for more ways to do outreach. And I think that these ideas are very um, vibrant, and they're well thought out. And I just want to say we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate um, you, you know, asking me to do this. It's been a great experience. And I think and the more we all as a community can help each other, I think that's, that's, that's the best part of it. Joe, if anyone wanted to reach out to you direct, what is your email address they could contact you? So my email address is chestnut at P as in Paul, T as in Tom, D as in David, dot net. That's perfect. Well, Joe, thank you from me and from everyone at We Love Arabian Horses. We really appreciate everything that you do and all the energy you put into helping promote the Arabian Horse. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Take care. This is Austin, director of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you click subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Comments, questions, guest ideas? Feel free to send me an email at austin at welovearabianhorses.com or just use the contact button on our website at welovearabianhorses.com.